What's up, guys? It's your boy, Johnny Bananas, and I'll be covering all the treachery, deceit, backstabbing, and murder from season two of The Traders U.S. on my podcast, Death, Taxes, and Bananas. I'll be joined all season by my fellow castmates to swap stories, provide all the behind-the-scenes antics, and sordid details from filming. So sally forth and join me for season two of The Traders every Saturday on the Ringer Reality TV podcast feed. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, everybody, it's off season. You're probably wondering what we are doing here, but we have been producing some off season content the last few seasons, and we wanted to do something really special this year after season 45. Riley, was it you or I that came up with this idea? Uh, it was it was you. And unfortunately, I got to admit it. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> I know you know that too. You're just setting me up to say it, (laughs) like like you forgot who was. Come on, come on! on. I can't listen. I can't remember all the good ideas Uh I've had Uh throughout my life. So sometimes I need someone to confirm that it was indeed my idea. Uh, The idea is this: game changers of the new era of Survivor. We always talk about game changers. They had a whole season about game changers. Then we get this conversation with Jeff about not bringing back, quote unquote, old school players for a certain amount of time. He left it ambiguous and he's definitely going to be calling me when he needs a rating bump. But for now, it's new players. We're getting new era players and we have some game changers, some people who have stood out for whatever reason. Our very first game changer of this offseason content, we have Uncle Bruce. Bruce, what's up, dude? Can I call you uncle? I feel like I'm <laughs> probably up? older than you. Listen, my name has been changed. <laughs> You're not, believe you. Uh, my name has been changed to Unc. Like Unk. people, when they see me, hey, Uncle Bruce. <laughs> so just call me Unc. Do you like that? Were you like, I did my job on the show then if people are calling me uncle? Amen. Amen. That's how it works. Okay. <laughs> good to hear. I got my old man sweater on, a little you know, chilly in the basement. So <laughs> Yeah, good. Stay cozy. You are famous. I wouldn't say famous. I wasn't ending the sentence there. Famous for being the first returning player of the new era. Nobody's done that yet. We haven't gotten that. And Jeff has said that's not going to happen for a long time. But you had this unique situation. And I wanted to just go back to the start a little bit to uh, your first time on the show, season 44. You're amped. You're on this show. You get put on the Looney Tunes tribe. Uh, (laughs) Were you on Tika? Is that the tribe you were on? Uh, I was on Tika. There's no Looney Tunes about that. They were beautiful people. Beautiful people, <laughs> but definitely quirky. Would you have vibed with those people? Like, what would have happened there? I think that being on 44, it would have been, I think it would have went away that I would have been a little bit more cautious 
45, I was just like, whatever. I'm, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. So 44, how would you have played? How would it have panned out? I, I mean, you can't predict the entire season, but like, give us a couple votes down the road. What did you want to happen on that tribe? You know, it's one of those, it's, you take a look at, and I love Carolyn to death, mm-hmm. love it to death, but you take a look at kind of what transpired in that first challenge, you know, and then her perkiness. I don't know how it rubbed everybody in a certain way. How did it rub you? It would have been something, it would have fine. Like, I was good with it. Okay. Like, I have, I have like sisters that act like Carolyn, like it's, or that are like Carolyn, I should say. Um, but I would have been just fine with that. And when we spoke in the woods, she talked about her son, we went for a little walk and, she and I would have vibed in a way that she would have helped my game to give me a shield. Um, but a couple of votes down the way, you know, I, I, you know, to be honest with you, I don't think that we would have gone to, to, to tribal. Okay. I think that with me being there, we would have, we would have done what we did in 45, just escaped. Steamrolled tribal. early tribal councils, which is what you want to do, especially in this new era when the tribes are so small, you can't really afford to go to yeah. more than one or two tribal councils. So you think you would have been fine? That tribe would have just skirted. You would have gone into the the merge with a larger group instead of being the underdogs there. The famous Tika three. If you would have had to have voted someone out from that tribe initially, was there a target put on someone before your exit? In thinking back to that moment, I really wasn't in the game play per se. Because your head hurt too um, bad. Because my my, <laughs> my dome was killing me. <laughs> I got a lot of. <laughs> I was in so much pain. Okay, to, to, to shoot back a little bit, they gave I remember they gave me like some some ibuprofen, like eight hundred. I think they gave me two of them. Okay, I was like I was feeling a little bit of pain. I was at like a seven out of ten. It was still painful. Like my head was killing me. My neck started to hurt. The whole nine yards. And then all of a sudden, like when that that shit wore off, I was like, oh, <laughs> it's like I get hit by a truck. But if in watching the show and thinking back, the the first possible target. Might have been, and and I mean, wrong. I I love him to death, but it might have been Jam Jam. Okay, but the winner he's closer to my age. Yeah, that's right. He's closer to my age, so we, you know, I wanted to work with Sarah. It could have been Carson. I won't work with anyone named Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not talk to us about? Okay. Okay, so it could have been a couple people there, but I mean, obviously, you, you hadn't been to tribal council. You hit your head in that challenge, and like that's totally understandable. Like you're on national TV, cameras are rolling. You want to show off. You want to look cool on TV. You're willing to take some risks. Like I say this all the time: cameras are on. I am doing things I never even would contemplate doing if the cameras weren't there. Like jumping off stuff, doing flips, whatever, making it all look easy. Just figuring, like, gives you that, like, sense of invincibility. Because you probably don't hit your head that hard in life that often. You know, it's funny. Um, I I don't. I don't hit my head. Uh-huh. I don't fall. Um, even, like, on ice, I will look like the biggest jackass in the world, slipping inside all over the place, and I got it, and I'm good. But if you go back and look, and you see me running when I'm on the beach, I'm running towards that first obstacle. I'm serious. I'm in. I'm 100%. You're going. Like, You're go. going. You're going through stuff. Through everything. Jeff yeah. put a wall in front of me. I went through the wall. I wouldn't, you know, would have through a shoulder, not my dome, but I would have went right through the wall. But it's just, and I'm Tyson. Yeah. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. it was the shirt. It had nothing to do with anything else. I couldn't, cotton shirt right now. And see it, Bruce. That yeah. shirt all the way up. See that? Yep. That shirt, I could only lift my arms about that high. Oh, huh. okay. 
it helped so my back. body was expecting to go like this, but I got that. So, so you hit your head yeah. pretty seriously. Everything stops. They check in on you. They make sure you're okay. Uh, everything gets finished up. You go back to, to the camp. At what point are you like, I'm not going to last here? Like, cause you were muscling through. I'm sure I, I can see, and I've been in that situation where it's like, I'm going to try and get through. And if things get better, we can get through it. But like, how long from when you hit your head to your exit were you feeling you probably were going to exit? So this this wasn't shown, and I don't know, you know, whatever they can they can say whatever they want about it, but this wasn't shown. We had left the challenge, and we rode away in our boats, and on our way back, we were tra- being transported, and I was in the bottom of the boat. Man, I I I threw up. Um, I was like. Just my head was killing me, even at that point. That's signs of a concussion. Um, yeah. Yeah, all day. And the point in time that I realized, like, I'm walking around with everybody and it's like, yeah, this is, this is great. And I'm like, whatever. I don't really care right now. My head hurts. And I remember when I had gone to see medical, everybody got washed up and cleaned up. And I was still all full of dirt and, and mud and stuff. And then I came back and they were already cleaned up and they were kind of moving things around and getting the shelter ready and stuff like that. And I, I was like, I got to go clean off. So I went and cleaned off and I'm, I'm getting myself all situated, take the shirt off. And then I took my pants though. I started dropping trow and my leg got caught. As soon as my, I went like this, because I tried to catch myself, my foot went down. As soon as I did that, my whole head went wham. And that was it. I was out of 10. Like it went from seven to a 10 right there at that point in time. And I was like, uh-uh, I can't, I can't like do this. I went back up to the, to the shelter and I sat there and I was just, you know, helping Carolyn chop bamboo, saying something to her. That's when she made the face of, yeah. that was all because of me. But then I like sat down next to Jam Jam and they were weaving palm fronds. I'm like, I can't, I was starting to feel nauseous. And Jam Jam asked me, like, Bruce, are you okay? And I'm yeah. just like, nah, man. So I got up and I started walking. I was like, oh, somebody called medical. And then once I got to the beach, it was a wrap. Okay. And then we saw that transpire on TV. How did they make you feel better as soon as you exited? What did they give you? Where did they take you? What treatments did you? Yeah. As soon as I left, as soon as I left the beach, um, you see me being carted off. You know, they gave me some medication. And then we went from the boat to the helipad, helipad to an ambulance ride. And it was like a two hour ambulance ride. Was that at least bumpy? Around the island. I was bumpy as hell. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Tyson, I listen. There's, there's one situation. I, I this is the first time I ever said this. I had to pee so bad because uh-huh. your job is like you know when you're when you're out there, you can't eat any food. You just gotta find and eat it, but you have to drink water. Yeah. So that's what I did. I just could drink it and drink it and drink it. Like my bladder was about that big, and I'm like, <laughs> we're driving along, hitting these bumps, and I'm on the gurney. I'm like, yo, I'm like, you need to tell this dude to stop. So I need to pee, and he's were like, well, we we can't. I'm like, then I'm going to piss all over the place. Like, it's just going to be a mess. Did you do it? Oh, they stopped. Okay. They stopped. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like in a gurney, like relieving myself. What did, they, what did they stop at? Like a McDonald's or something? No, you just stopped nah, on the side of the, of the road. road. Right. Like, come on, just a survivor. Oh, you're not, yeah. you're not in like, so, okay, yes. okay. I thought they helipadded you to like. I think they were like people looking through the windows like, what is he doing? It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> just peeing in someone's gut. At that point, it didn't matter. Yeah. So they got me to the hospital and then I, I finally got there and they did a T, uh, CT scan because um, they were looking for a brain bleed. As soon as they said brain bleed when I was sitting there, because they didn't show the show, but they were like a possible one. I was like, 
enough. Like, I don't need this. This is a game. Yeah. Like, they were talking about already getting me out, like taking me out, medevacking. So that was already that was already a concurrent thing. They were already determined it. Um, but then when they said to me, when they was they were talking and they said, you know, we're gonna get him checked, CT scan, blah blah blah, brain bleed, and I was like, oh, let's go, let's go, get us out of here. Uh, they did that, and then the next morning, you know, I, I, they were they gave me observation overnight. Um, the scan came back fine, major major concussion, and then that was it. Okay, and then they send you home, or did you stay on the pre-jury? They gave me the ability to go home, but you didn't take it. They said that Bruce, if you want to go home, you can go home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all it is is a concussion, right? And like, yes. And like, I coach football for years. I'm like, I can just put myself into... This stuff doesn't affect you until you're 70. I'm going to be fine. <laughs> I'm going to be perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> I got to remember shit. How do you tie your shoes? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> right, that's been around the corner. I'm, I'm, yeah. That's, <laughs> I'm a, a that's in a decade or so. Right now, you're good. Enjoy the experience. <laughs> smart. Very smart. 100%. So obviously, there's a window of devastation there. When did Jeff, that's why I want to know, like, how long was that window? When did Jeff come to you and say, you're going to get the opportunity to play again? Well, it's funny you say window of devastation, because I remember when when I got the CT scan and I had to go into like a holding room, like away from Ponderosa. Yeah. Because I need to like situate things so I can go back. I remember standing in a window looking out at Fiji and it hit me, bro. It hit me so hard that, holy shit, I'm not in the game anymore. Balled my eyes out. Yeah. Balled my eyes out. I made the woman, the nurse that was with me, the, the doctor, if you will, that she was with me, she was like uncomfortable because I was like a grown ass man crying, like, oh my God, it's all over it. Like, yeah. And then I laid down and just instantly put myself to sleep. Like, it was just, I, I had this full sleep. And all of America would have known you as old Concussion Bruce instead of Uncle old Bruce. Concussion. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yeah, so I lay down, I fell asleep. So I didn't know that I was coming back at all. At all. Like I figured I was done. Like I had a I had a gigantic party, a bunch of people came to the premiere, and we're it's funny because this all happens within the first couple of minutes of the episode. So we're in a it was a gigantic billiard hall. So the TVs are all against the wall and people are all watching, they're all facing away from me. Like I disappeared behind everyone. And I started like having an anxiety attack, the first one in my entire life, like actually a panic attack. I started like to see the white around the edge of my eyes. Like it was just, it was bad because I didn't know what they were going to show. And when they did, like there were people, there were people that were crying or people that were like tearing up. They were like, oh my God, like, is he okay? Like there was so much emotion that was happening. I was thinking, but nobody was laughing, right? Nobody was laughing. Not a single soul. Even a buddy of mine that I thought was going to laugh his ass (laughs) off was like, oh shit, like. It was a hard hit, dude. Like you, when you see that on TV, you can feel it. Like I come from pro cycling and I cannot watch a pro cycling buildup, a huge crash because I've been in those and I can feel every single person's pain. And this is exactly like that. When you see you hit your head like that, like it's not even like, it's not like America's Funniest Home Videos hit. It is just like, ow, that shook his whole body to like, brought you to a dead yeah. stop no give at all no give at all dead yeah. stop and boom i hit and it was like thank like thank god it was a downward angle um but if it, if it wasn't whew, i can only imagine yeah i can only imagine but yeah so <laughs> so i'm sitting here and, and i'm having my party maybe like four days prior to i actually interviewed with jeff because he was telling me about the podcast and they're like bruce we want you to you know be the first person because you're the first technically the first person out 
So we'll set up a time to record with Jeff. So we got recorded with Jeff. I, you know, shot the shit with him, had a good time, blah, blah, blah. Jeff has a podcast. Sorry. <laughs> what am I not supposed to say? No, you can say. <laughs> oh, it's just like, I didn't know. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm sitting there and, and I'm at my party and it's like 10, 15 and my phone's going off and I can't see anything. Like I'm talking to the camera right now, but I cannot see like really any of the details on my phone. Um, so I didn't check my phone. So I did my glasses. So I get home. It's like, 12 15 like 12 30 my wife is already home she's laying in bed she's getting all the well wishes hope Bruce is okay da, 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 bring him back all this other good stuff and i feel good about myself so then i get in the bed and i'm like let me check my phone so i check my phone and i look and i'm like seeing messages from a bunch of friends of mine and they're like oh you know congratulations blah 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 Bruce, check this out and i'm like what, what the hell is going on so i click the button it's just podcast so i put it down between my wife and i and we're listening and, the other, and then all of a sudden you know 15 minutes in jeff's like all right cue the music here's a big announcement and we invite Bruce to come back and play Survivor. Man, listen, again, I, I will still always have emotion about it. I cried my eyes out. Like, it was, it was, actually, I think I cried just as hard as I did when I found out that I realized that I wasn't going to be in the game any longer. Like, it was just such a great, great feeling. And then the next day, boom, I got on the phone with Jeff, and it was it was me, Jeff, and the uh, recruiting team, and it was like, I'm, when do you want me to go out? And they're like, you can pick the next four. Whichever one of the next four seasons you want, you can have. And I was like, huh. My daughter was graduating from taping of 46. I'm sorry, for uh, for 40, uh, yeah, 46. So couldn't go for that. My son's graduating the following year. came to 48. 47, I'm going to kind of fall out of out of grace a little bit. Might as well go for 45. So, boom, there it was. That was how the decision was made. Yeah, that's easy. You go as soon as possible because what if you get invited back again in, in two more seasons? Yeah. Like, yeah, easy. Get, get them all in there. So you found <laughs> out nice. you found out from pretty much when everybody else had heard this that Bruce was going to get later. two hours after everyone else had heard that Bruce is going back. <laughs> you were notified yeah. via the same mechanism. We all heard it. Yeah. How many people, how many former contestants called you to set up like some pregame stuff? Like Sandra's on the phone immediately probably to you like setting up a, an alliance. What's going on? <laughs> Sandra was the first. Was she the first call? No, no. Um, my castmates from 44. Every one of them called me up and they were all like, well, Congratulating. Well, I'm sorry, not everyone. They're all congratulating me and, and, and going back. Okay. And I was like, oh man, this is surreal. Yeah. So that's an interesting spot because I wasn't sure if they had lined it all up and you were already going back before that announcement was even made or if there was a time between the filming where you were going about your normal life knowing that you were going back on the show. And I uh, had no clue. Okay. So you're going back on the show. And now I want to ask, like, what kind of pressure is there at that point to perform or to exceed expectations? Um, I don't think there was, myself personally, I don't think there was any pressure or any expectations because no one had seen how I played prior to. Like, if I get called back to play again, yeah. there's going to be pressure and expectations to, to do better than eighth place. You know, there's going to be, in my mind anyway, there's going to be pressure for me to win more than than two individual immunities. Like that, that's the only pressure that's going to be there. But there was none. Nobody knew how it was going to play. They just knew that, you know, eight percent of the people out there is Bruce the Gigantic dumbass because he hit his head. The other, you know, ninety eight percent, not ninety two percent, they're like, yeah, like Bruce, like you go out there and show them what you got. Because I didn't show them. I had no, no. I don't even have a resume at all yeah. other than Bunker. Right. So along those same lines, did you learn anything from that first season? I mean, you were there for so short, but 
we also get Emily accusing you on day one of having all of this experience. Like, was there anything that you could take from that first experience into your, besides don't bump your head? There were a couple of things that I took from the experience. One is, is that for myself personally, it took a long time for me to realize that, hey, <laughs> I am not going to bust my ass, no pun intended, for a, a reward challenge. Like, Yeah, let those that, go. That's, if you notice, if you notice watching 45, there were times that I'm literally doing stuff and it's like, I'm going hard. Don't mind. Don't get that wrong. Like I am. The auction, but, you weren't going hard at all. No, the auction. I was like, listen, <laughs> <laughs> Bryce Isaiah was like, he pinned it correctly. I had my cardigan on. I'm just, <laughs> I'm Mr. Rogers. I'm chilling. I'm putting my shoes on yeah. and all that other stuff. Like that was, <laughs> that was crazy because I didn't know what to expect. But then also it was a reward challenge. We didn't know it was going to be the auction. I'm sorry. Actually, we did know it was the auction, but we didn't know what it really was going to consist of. Right. So I was like, okay. So I don't, I don't really mind being the guy that came back, and they have they brought the auction back, and I end up being like the ass of it. I don't mind that. Like it's a, it's another part of history that I'm going to be stuck into. But like the as far as for like expectations, like no, there wasn't. I didn't put any on myself. Um, if anybody put them on me, it's on. That's on you. Like just whatever I brought out there, I brought out there. Okay. I didn't know if there was yeah if there was pressure to be like. Jeff gave me this, is giving me this opportunity. Like, don't let these people down. I got to be the most Uncle Bruce that Uncle Bruce can possibly uncle so that nobody <laughs> is devastated by bringing me back. So, you know, it's, it's funny that, well, to kind of look back again, is that I always kept saying, whenever I did my confessionals, I'm playing with house money. Mm -hmm. This is house money. Yeah. So I, like, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to play the game the way physically, 110%, that is my game. Like, I'm going to be physical. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help myself. We're going to get to the point we need to be. Strategically, on television, I didn't see that I had any strategic game whatsoever. My game was on point, I felt anyway, because I knew a lot of the stuff that was going on. Emily got me at the end. She got me at the end because there were certain circumstances that I didn't understand, like, as, uh, like their emotions towards me. I started getting that towards the end. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Like, I'm Uncle Bruce. Like, why is everybody, like, not wanting to play with me? Um, or talking, you know, about my name. Like I didn't do anything wrong. Just trying to keep the keep us, you know, with fire, and you know, not so much fed, but the coconuts. When we're going through the first parts of the game, like I'm doing what needs to be done. Like I'm, I'm Uncle Bruce. I'm having a damn good time. And I think what really probably rubbed people the wrong way was that when I'm sitting there and, and we're at the challenges, ah, uh, we are not going to be having a conversation. There's none of that. Like we're competing. This is to keep our butts in the game, and I am known. To go 110 percent when it comes comes to challenges, as we've already seen. So when I'm carrying something, I'm telling somebody to move. Don't don't tell me that I need to use other words or, or don't be like Bruce is so annoying. But I'm annoyed because I'm competitive. No, you can't take that out of me. You're gonna get that when we get back to the to the camp. I'm gonna Uncle Bruce you because this is gonna be my personality. But to go to the situation, the age difference, everything I do is dad. Because I'm technically old enough to be most of their dads. Yeah. That's what I had to deal with. Yeah. No, I get it. I could see that. I, I'm a dad. But the first time I played, I was not a dad. So I always yeah. am like, how would I, would I, would I be, would I fit in that dad role now? Because I am now, I'm 45. Am I fit, am I slotted into that dad role or am I still like 28 year old Tyson? That's what we don't know. We don't have to find out either. <laughs>
let's look at your at your edit a little bit because we see the Keturah versus Bruce narrative all throughout. And even us here on the podcast, we gave you a little... We had some fun with it. A few pokes. We had some fun with it. We had a lot of fun with it. But I have to say, I I have to say, Bruce, (laughs) that multiple times throughout the season, your reads of the situation going on around you were so dead on that it was startling. Like, I remember specifically three times minimum where everybody was swirling, everybody was talking about Bruce, everybody was questioning, and then you were like, this is what's happening because people aren't talking to me the right way or whatever. And you're just like, that is a returning player skill set. I do believe that knowing when people stop taking your input that it's probably on you or when they're just agreeing, whatever it is, there were multiple times where I was like, that's a learned trait that you get from coming back on the show. Would you have been that astute that first season, 44? Or was that, how were you so good at that? Being in sales, I sold one of the hardest things to sell people. You know what it was? You were a missionary selling the gospel. (laughs) Come forth with more. No. Because <laughs> that's what I was selling. It was selling life insurance. Okay. Selling life insurance is the hardest thing in the entire world to sell. Because, you know, I, there's no tangible. There's nothing that I, can, that I can give to you like a buff. There's nothing I can give to you other than a piece of paper that says, when you die, we promise <laughs> that we'll take care of your family. Like, yeah. that is so hard to sell people. But why were and, your fingers crossed there? Like, oh, praying to God that the company's still around. <laughs> <laughs> stay out. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, there's, there's no way around it. Like, that was the hardest thing ever. So I would sit at people's kitchen table and I'd be like, okay, so here's what we got. Blah, blah, blah. And they look at me like, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's sounds like a great idea. Yeah. And then like, when I stop moving and nobody's like, like you can tell when somebody's uncomfortable and then my job at that point in time, to ask proper questions. And that's what I did. And I think that's what probably annoyed people too, is that I was asking questions that maybe made them uncomfortable. And if it makes you uncomfortable, then I'm then there's something wrong. Like and when you can see body language, yeah. like you got your life is gotta you gotta be, I don't know, to have enough wherewithal to know when somebody's lying to you and when someone isn't lying to you. For the most part anyway. Like Emily got me, but it that's really really the only time I, I got got in the game. And it was my to my detriment, and I was out. Yeah. So, do you have life insurance? Oh yes, I do. Okay. You know, if you're selling it and you've got it, then it. That I mean, that's. I believe in it. Yeah. I is, believe that, in it. is that not good? He bears testimony. <laughs> is that not enough for people to to uh, come on board and buy some life insurance? There you go. Should be enough. Do, do you consider yourself a game changer? Well, I mean, there's a part of you're a, a part of survivor history and that you are the first returning player uh, from this new era so far. Do you think that these other contestants respect that or is there some jealousy there or is it both? <sighs> Who's the most jealous that, of you? you know, That's all I want. It's, <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to rank anybody else's feelings. Yeah. Um, it's easy to, to I don't want to say see it acknowledge other people's feelings mm-hmm. 
if that makes any sense. I'm not talking kind of in circles here. You don't want to acknowledge people's feelings. That's what I'm getting from you. <laughs> I, to, for the most part, because I'd like to be able to have conversations on a regular basis. And I like, I like when people are in comfortable situations, but there's also the 180 degree Bruce that if, if you're disrespectful, I'm just going to go at your ass. Like it is what it is. Like if don't, don't get that messed up. But there are some people, no one in the survivor community came to me and said, or has posted it and say like, oh, the hell, Bruce should be on there. I should play again. Yeah. People on season 44 and 45, I, you know, I've, I know the 44 people very, very well. And I know my 45s well. And if someone on the, those two seasons say, you know, I want to play again, I'm like, yo, I'll be a cheerleader. Like, let's go. You need a character reference? I'll, I got you. Like, I'll take care of you. But if, if someone wants to be like, well, why did you get that over me? Then I'm just going to look him dead in the face and say, bro, look at you. Look at me. Like I did the things Jeff said to us prior to, he's like, you fucking, excuse me, you leave everything behind. Like you just go hard. And if you go hard, you can make a career out of this. I remember the first time he said that to me, I'm like career out of this. Like I'm just trying to, I'm living out a, a dream of mine. I'm not trying to make a career out of it. And then all of a sudden, boom, I hit my head and I play again. Oh, guess what? That technically is a career. Like I've done it more than once. Is that what defines a career? Uh, if you you gotta start podcasting about it, I think I think podcasting about it is part of a career. <laughs> is the <that a> step? <laughs> I don't know where the career is. A lot of people accuse me of having a career in reality TV. Accuse uh, you of it? I would say <laughs> it's an accusation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I would have a career doing something equally or even more important than what I'm doing now if uh, if things uh, went a different direction. I think someone else, like Rob Cestanino, he's got a career in this. Okay. Like, that's a career. But wait, now you I know? don't have a career in this? <laughs> I'm getting to you. Calm down, okay. sir. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you have so much going on. This is not This is like a, this is a part-time job for you. Like, I see all the other stuff, like chasing a bobcat in your backyard. What are you doing? You got to. I was so... <laughs> Hang it out with it? It was so close. <laughs> I was driving my car through our neighborhood. I see this bobcat dip behind this little uh, brick wall. I was like, oh, pull on my emergency brake, jump out, get my camera ready. I'm thinking I'm going to poke around this wall and it's going to be gone and I'm going to catch like the glimpse tail end of it as it's like 100 yards away. I pop around the corner. It's like five feet from me. Like five, like I'm standing right there and I scared the shit out of it. <laughs> Like I scare, it jumped, but I didn't have my camera out in time. It jumped and like swiveled at me and just kind of like perked up. And at that point too, because people on my Instagram were like, you got to, you don't disturb nature. I was like, I wasn't disturbed. And I peeked my head thinking it was going to be in the distance. And at this point, it's like full attention on me. I can't at this point retreat because then now I'm prey. So I stand my ground and I'm like, there you go. if it's Bobcat fight today, it's Bobcat fight today. <laughs> I'm Tyson Apostle. <laughs> you know, and it wasn't Bobcat fight because we respected each other as apex predators. And that's what apex predators do. You know, <laughs> there you go, man. I'm telling you that uh, I, I heard that those things dry, like jump 490 feet. Like that thing could have been on your ass in a second. No, so fast. <laughs> and it would have definitely done some damage, but I've got the muscle over it. And, and the, I got uh, the mass and the muscle, I think over the Bobcat. So I think I would have been I would have had to get a bunch of stitches for sure. 
and, and some shots. maybe some rabies <laughs> shots. That's the other thing too. I was like, if it's if it attacks me, it's probably got rabies too. So then, I mean that, and that's just more of a story to tell. Like, had Bruce not hit that's his right. head, what story would we be telling today? Maybe not game changer. No, we'd be talking about insurance. Yeah, you'd be trying <laughs> to sell me insurance. I'd be like, I already have some. Do I need additional? And you'd say yes. Yes, and here's why. And here's why. <laughs> so let's go back to season 45, season 44. Are you closer with one of the two sides? Are you, you spent more time with 45, but I noticed that 45 did the uh, uh, Rob Sesternino pod, live podcast tour 2023, and I didn't see you in California with the challenge shirt costume that they all did. Yeah. What's going yeah. on? Why weren't you with them? Because you have a life and a family. Hit <laughs> the nail on the head with that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it, but not so much the life part. It's a, it's a family part, you yeah. know. It's tough for me. Like even even like to, like last weekend, I got, I saw like some of them together, and I'm just like in my mind, I'm like, oh man, I wish I could have gone, but I I had a thousand things I had to do this weekend that yeah. I could not miss. So you know, it's my my life. My life will coincide and I'll be able to do things with 45. You know, 44, I only got together with them one time afterwards. And Franny used to live in Boston. She's in San Diego now. I'm uh, sorry, San Francisco now. Um, but I saw Franny a couple of times. And like from the premiere of 45, I had Helen uh, and Maddie. They came up um, to Rhode Island and they actually were here for the premiere, which was just absolutely awesome. But I can't say... You know, I know I'm a part of the the family. Um, I can't say that I like one more than the other, but I will say that there was a point in time that I could have done without one more than the other, um, because I was going through some stuff with the way the edit was going and the season was playing out, and I had my own feelings about it. That was it that bothering you? Nobody could take it. Nobody could take it away from me. Yeah, it was. It was. It was bothersome. Let me tell you something. There's. We all have our bubble that we live in. Yeah, and. I got friends that are like, Bruce, if, if I'm being annoying, they're like, yo, cut the shit, bro. You're being annoying. Like, stop. I'm like, oh, my bad. Get another drink or something. My fault. But when you're out there and, and you're you're being talked to one way and then there's confessionalists that and the other, Bruce is annoying, and you start you keep hearing that. Like, I know that I can be annoying. I know. I'm a dad. That's what dads do. I'm trained that way. I read the book. You choose to be, an, like, I'm a dad too. And I'm like, there's moments where I'm choosing to be annoying to my kids on purpose. Yeah. I was like, the only yeah. way that you're going to get this is if I'm annoying right now. That is correct. Yeah. My daughter was home from college this weekend. Mm -hmm. She was laying on the couch, talking to a friend on FaceTime, and I annoyed the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Like, this is this is my job. Yeah, you I'm meant supposed to. to do this. Yeah. Yes, 100%. But so it's like when you hear it, like week one, week two, you're like, ha ha, like, that's cool. It's funny. <laughs> like, go ahead. And then week three, week four, week five, and it's like, come on, man. <laughs> I, I, did I, who didn't I piss off? Like, was I pissing off Clark? Like I was pissed. Like everybody was mad at me. Camera guys mad at me. The, the the ads like everybody's mad at me. Like what? Am I that bad of a human being? And I'm like, ah, eh, forget it. I don't care. <laughs> then move on. But you did care a little bit. It affected you in the moment. Now you're it over it. Or it like did. I have to say, like I'm watching the show. I never, I've never met Uncle Bruce, and. I thought it was hilarious at first. Like, I know there's an edit. I know they're picking those moments and they're just like, okay, this is the narrative because it happens often enough that it's going to be hilarious to keep revisiting it. And I was on board with it. I was like, okay, I can see how Bruce might be getting under people's skin. But then probably like a few episodes before your exit, 
I was full on the Bruce train. I was like, I hope Bruce figures out a way to win this thing because it'll be so great. Uh, and it will bother everybody on this season so bad that was annoyed by him that it just like make perfect TV. But yeah. we're big Bruce fans over here, Bruce. I want you to know that Riley and I are on the Bruce train and it took me a little while. I wasn't anti-Bruce. I was always Bruce's great entertainment, uh, whether or not he likes how he's being portrayed or how they're showing him or whatever edit stuff is happening. Yeah. It was still beautiful, Bruce. Even if you did, Even if you didn't like the way you were being edited and portrayed, it was beautiful TV. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's it's not like you know, I, it's not so much that I didn't like it. Yeah, I understood the story that they were trying to tell, and and anyone that has played the game that is getting ready to play the game, oh, well, if you're getting ready to play the game, please know that you sign a contract, and they will they'll any light that they want to put you in, are you okay with that? And in the back of my mind, I'm like actually, when my friends are watching this, my friends are like, what the what is going on, man? Like, why they making you out to be such a jerk? Like. I don't know, but you know, I don't mind being a villain. I don't care. Like, it's fine. Like, yeah. I'll piss off people. This is what I do. I piss people off at home now, like <laughs> at the store. What? You don't understand what I'm asking you? I'm pretty articulate. I don't understand why you're having a problem, but you know, like I'll irritate people. It is what it is. But you know, so it was just the, the simple fact that like, again, I know I was being edited a certain way. Perfectly fine. I was born in, in Katora's side. Okay. I got you. But. I know for a fact that a lot of things that took place during the season wouldn't have taken place had I just been, you know, run of the mill. Oh, grandpa's here. Somebody bring him his, his, his jello so he doesn't get angry. Like I made stuff happen on the season, just like other people have, but I know what I did to make things happen in the season. I was like, okay, like I provided for you guys the certain things. And if you were irritated with other things that I did, whatever it is, what it is, it might've been 50% of the time they're irritated with me. So what? Because the other the other fifty percent, everybody was elated and happy. So here we are. Yeah, and we wouldn't be here talking now if you didn't annoy some people. That's right. <laughs> to wrap things up, would you go back? Oh yeah, hell yeah, I would love to go back in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, and you know, I think if you ask any, not any, a good portion, let's just say ninety percent of the people that have played this game, if you ask them to go back, they're going to say yes. Yeah, they're I desperate, desperate to go back, just waiting yeah. by their cell phones. Everybody, is it the call coming today? The casting manager going, hello. <laughs> 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 Smiling on the phone. But yeah, like I would go back in a heartbeat, man. Like I truly love the game and you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Maybe so I already figured it out. I think the latest that I would go back is when I turned like fifty one. Why is that the latest? So, so so Survivor, yeah, why is that the latest? Don't you want to prove that as a fifty five year old you can still do it? Your kids will be all out of the house by the time you're 60. Why not do it then? Oh, no. The kids are out of the house. Listen, my son graduates high school in literally like four months. Oh, my like, gosh, am... dude. How old are you? Nesta, let's go. How old are you? I'm 47. Okay. 47. So, I'm older than you. Yeah, I'm... a couple years. We're about the same. Mind your P's and Q's, young man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uncle. <laughs> uh, okay. So you say, you're saying you only have three to four more years to play this game and then... You're off the table. I think to be able to play it the way that I physically am now, mm -hmm. like this, this is this is the way that I would like. Maybe things would change, and at like 54, I'll still be able to run the way I run, and and maybe not be it, like still be the lift the way that I lift. Like I actually went back to the gym, like holy shit, like I can still do this. I'm so like, strong. Yeah, you surprised yourself. Oh, strong. <laughs> Uh, pick things up and put them down. Why are they wearing green? It's like the Hulk's color. I put the Hulk today. Anyway, so but it's 
I want to be able to do that. Like, I don't want to be able to go out there and like, you know, right now I put me against any, any jacked 22 year old, like, let's go, bro. Like I'll, I'll give you a run for your money Mm -hmm. at 55. It's like, all right, so now what I got to do, try to go after a 40 something year old. Like, come on. Like I need younger competition than that. So that's the only, that's, that's, that's why I say, you know, 51, 50, 52, I could still probably do it. But you start slowing down, man. It's, yeah. No, I, I don't want to be on TV the moment I realize that I can't do it anymore. Like, I'd prefer to have right? that moment in private where I can cry about it, like, in the darkest corner of my closet, rather than be on national TV and be like, oh, like, Colby on Heroes versus Villains, where it's like, oh, shit, dude. <laughs> I mean, he did it super young. He was so young when he did it. It was crazy. Because I think he wasn't even 40 at that point. And I'm still, like, spanking no. kids on the challenge at, like, 44. So I was like, I still have it right now, uh, but I don't want yeah. to not know that I don't have it until like all the cameras are on. I don't want that moment captured on camera. Yeah. If you had a time machine, Bruce, and could go yep. back and play on any season of Survivor throughout the entire history of the show, what season would it be and why? You know, it's um, I've, I've said this a million times. There are so many people that know so much more about Survivor than I do. I've been watching it as entertainment for... But you know some things about it. You're not going to skirt this question. I'm going to make you answer the question. <laughs> That's a very good question. I wish we would have got this earlier so I could did a little research. But if I want to stay current, if I want to stay current, I would want to revisit and start this one over again. 45. Start 45 yes. The thing that I would change... Yep, tell us. ...would be the ability to talk to the age demographic that had a problem with me. And how would you be able to do that? Have you been able to do that now? Like, have you been practicing for when you're 51? Because it's going to be even more challenging when you're 51 to talk to that demographic. No, no, I just would listen a little more. Okay. That's all I would do. Okay. You know, because, because it's going to come down to it. Like Tyson, I'm telling you, I, I talk about this all the time. These, they were my age, like they were old enough to be my kids. I, you know, we as yeah. men can start reproducing at 14. Like yeah. that's what it is. They're old enough to be my kids, but I have a 17 year old upstairs right now, dude, take out the garbage. And it's like, oh. if I say, Hey bud, can you please take the garbage out? Oh, yeah. no matter what, they're going to be pissed off about it. Yeah. So when I say we're going to need, you know, firewood, you know, so we can stay warm or, or boil our water for rice. Like let's go get some firewood. Okay. No, that wasn't and it. Take off and that get- wasn't it. It was Caleb saying, "I should. We should get some firewood." And you saying, "Are you going to talk about it or are you going to do it?" <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh! Listen, listen. You know what that was? Frustration was from. I'm sure it that was a lot of things. Was, but no, it, it was a lot of it. it was a buildup. But the frustration at that point in time was, it was like ten minutes. Like I said, in, in reality, it was probably like an hour. But <laughs> it was. 10 minutes of like additional conversations happening and then and then oh i you know we should i where are we going to get firewood from that's what the, i think that was the question where are we going to get the firewood from <laughs> yeah from the ground <laughs> in the <forest. laughs> like look around and and then yeah. it complained to me that i like there was a there was a complaint that was made that i should go get the firewood too well i did get firewood but at that moment in time i didn't because when i went for a confessional and i was gone for about 35 40 minutes and came back fire was out like it's just something that needs to be done. Like, yeah. I remember talking to Julie. Julie was like, gave her a big hug. Oh, good to see you. Good to meet you. Are you having as hard of a time as I am, Bruce, right now? And getting him to do stuff? And I'm just like, oh my God, yes. 
Bruce, <laughs> you just have to become one of them. That's uh, like literally it. You get in there. If nobody, if people aren't working, you just also don't work. You just meld in with them. You can't let it bother you. You just like let the camp just suffer and be disgusting and nothing get done because that's like, if that's how everybody chooses to live, then you just have to be on board with it and don't stress yeah, about it. I, I ran on the thing that I wanted to be, I wanted to be as comfortable as possible. Like, you know, it's only 26 days or... maximum, Bruce. Hey, Tyson, I know you gave flack about the 26 <laughs> days, man. I did. What do you mean? I did like, like you didn't do that. <laughs> Many podcasts. Everybody does. Everybody does. I've backed off. I haven't hardly brought it up this entire season of coverage. That's true. I did in the past. I did in the past. You did about it. Five seasons, five, four seasons prior to. But too. do you know why? Because <laughs> on season 41, they were like, this is the hardest season ever. And it was like, yeah, because oh, every season now comes on, like, and within two days, they get one person being like, this is season 45 is the hardest season ever. And it's like, you're still on the pirate boat. How are you even like, that's not even. You haven't even been challenged yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's a different thing because other seasons you get your bag of rice and you get your pot and all that other stuff. Like I, we didn't really, we had it bad. We had it bad, but you on these seas thirty nine day seasons, you get a bag of rice and a bag of beans, and that lasts for about three weeks, and then you have twenty six days without that stuff. Yeah. After. Yeah. So you get the first you get the first three quarters of the season with that stuff, but the last quarter, which is about twenty six days, you don't have Wait, anything. What, the last quarter, but you get fed at that point. You got to win a reward challenge. You get fed, right? You get you get that. Yeah, like, you do. No, I listen. I I understand <laughs> the premise for twenty six, and I am fine with twenty six. You get the same product on TV. Everybody looks like they're having a hard time mentally. There's no recreation for being away from your family for 39 days versus 26. And there's just not. But they have tried their hardest to make it as hard as they possibly can without hurting people to recreate that feeling. And I was hard on the 26 days, but I have always understood it. Like from a production standpoint, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I'm not a 26 day hater. Okay. I appreciate you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm not a 26 day hater. Like I, you, come on, I I know how to crunch numbers in my head, but I do know that every time I bring it up, there is season a full cast of 41, 42, 43, 44, and 45 who are turning over in their graves as we talk about it. So upset. <laughs> I don't probably not. They're all still alive, but still so upset. They get so mad every time I say, even if I just was like 26 days. Like that's enough. Like they are all upset at me now. Twenty six. All on Twitter. All on. Not on Twitter. Just (laughs) bubbling, uh, going about their day, just like fucking Tyson. Twenty six days. It's not even (laughs) up to us. Like we didn't get to choose what day, how many days we were there. That's just what they gave us. Hey, I was, I was gonna say something else too. Um, so twenty six days. We should have won that Emmy. We should have won the Emmy. What do you think you could have done to win it? Maybe a little more blood from my head. <laughs> that was in season forty season forty four, like a little bit of that, a little bit more I could have could have maybe a little more theatrics, maybe flailed about. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, we should have won that Emmy. I was I was like standing there like oh, oh my heart starts pounding and all of a sudden it was RuPaul's drag race and I was like, ah <laughs> laid down on my floor, like this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
a lot of times the best product doesn't win those contest shows. Especially the Emmys. You said it. <laughs> oh, look, I don't want to start a war with the Emmys over here. They uh, don't work stuff for podcasts. Who cares? <laughs> I know, but like, there's probably people up there that do have something to do with podcasts. I don't know. Or we're full on. I'm telling you, they're going to. Yeah. One person's going to see it like, we said what? <laughs> yeah. He's never, he's never getting an Emmy. See if he even ever gets nominated. We'll make sure it doesn't happen. Never getting on that cardboard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All the way done. Well, I had a good long career. It was a great ride for me. And now that uh, Riley has uh, picked a war with the, the Emmys, Emmys that I guess I'm, I'm the face of over here on the pod has spoken, we're in trouble. Bruce, big, big respect for being our first game changer of the new era by being a returning player and having such a great run, being a memorable character. We hope to see you back on Survivor as many times as you hope to be back. One more. Just one more. Just one more. Okay. Love to see it. Uh, Riley, thanks for taking a break from all your NFL coverage. Go Lions. Go Lions. <laughs> Next week, we have Game Changer number two. Uh, thanks for listening. See ya. See ya.